Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, fucking Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, Hello everyone, and welcome once again to the, I don't know our rank anymore, but it has to be way up there, a high number podcast of entertainment and television, post Game of Thrones. I am your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Brock Tringle, also known as Junior Mints, and with me as always, the protector of the realm, Brooks. Hey everyone, uh, it's me, uh, Naked Nut Milk, Brooks Oglesby. <laughs> And uh, and I'm here to have some fun, uh, some PG fun without cursing. Thanks for coming along. Uh, you know, you know what show this is, right? This is. Game- oh yeah, yeah. I got I was meant to ask. I kind of swear sometimes. Oh, it's definitely fine. Okay. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, yeah. As you just heard, we we are joined by a special guest today. So special guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Emmanuel. Uh, I go by Cheese on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I go by Cheese sometimes. Yeah. So, would friends. you prefer us? Would you like us to call you Cheese or Emmanuel? Just call me Emmanuel or Eman or I don't, I don't care. All right. Yeah, whatever. So, whatever. Man, uh, welcome to the small council. And uh, as you know, we are looking for uh, open. Po- All our positions are open still. We're you know looking over application so uh, where what will you be applying for you know i really uh, had a good feeling about the master of ships i didn't think anything would well, bad would happen if i said master oh if you of said ships. master of ships none of us would have a joke prepared for that <laughs> oh so what you're going to be doing is is talking about like Arya and gendry the whole time or like sansa and sandor is that yeah yep <laughs> I'm, glad, I, uh... I'm glad we got this out of the way I workshopped that joke right before we went on the air. Uh-huh. They loved it. It was good. <laughs> it, what is it when companies have people come in and like they say, "Oh, oh, what do you think of this?" Yeah, it was it was it was a synergy. Uh-huh. I think it's the term for that joke. So on this terrible podcast, it's it's about Game of Thrones, the TV show, and the books. And uh, today we're talking about season one, episode three, Lord Snow. And, uh, it was okay. <laughs> Is that what the episode's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my torrent, like, I don't have the... Whoa, 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 what? What? I mean, uh, on my... On your HBO Go account. Copy, yeah, that I paid for. It must have been um, weird. <laughs> so, like, anytime I hear the titles of the episodes, it's always a big deal to me. But anyway. Okay, cool. Because your HBO Go listed as, like, episode 3 MKV 720p dot... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yiffy, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my take. It was good. See you later. It was solid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you check out our Tumblr page, uh, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, play along with the Post Game of Thrones bingo card and uh, see how many of our classic bits we get to. Can't oh, should we... M- should we? M- so I can't yell things at her, but... Should we, I've been getting emails out the wazoo. I don't know if you wanted to mention it before or after we get to the show about our whole like iTunes debacle. Oh, yeah, we should probably mention that <laughs> before we get started. So we uh, 
originally when we were just like starting out, we were, you know, we picked ourselves up by our bootstraps and just went over to Potomatic, which was free. And uh, we soon outgrew it. And I thought it's time to take time to take this to Libsyn to the bigger host. Yeah. And in doing that, the iTunes, the way they work this podcast thing is just so terrible. They, I had to fill out a form. I had to send in all the stuff. And I said, hey, if there's anything you can do to, like, keep our old episodes, too, and, co- like, continue the new ones from here, please do that. And I got an email back. <clears throat> and it was just like, everything's been updated. Thank you. Please do not respond. So I checked. And now it seems that only... From last week's episode, when we switched, that's what's currently on iTunes. So you can still get all the old episodes on Podomatic. I'll probably put a link to it in every description until we get them all moved over. But we need to look more into that to figure out how to actually do it cleanly. And we don't know if it's going to be out of order. We don't know. Yeah. We're, we're trying our hardest to get you that premium content. Mm-hmm. Premium post-Game of Thrones. You know, this is why we need that Patreon. <laughs> if, yeah. if you donate to our Patreon, I'll do all the shit I'm supposed to do anyway. <laughs> so now that we got all this like real shit out of the way, let's get let's get to the goofs. Perfect. Yeah, let's go to our memes. Yeah, break out the memes. <laughs> the crowd's turning on us. So yeah, episode three, yeah. Lord Snow. And uh, how does this? This one starts where King's Landing, right? Yeah, just yeah the ride. Starks are riding in. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that stood out to me is, like, this is a very Season 1 King's Landing. I don't know if you guys noticed that, too. Yeah, it's just, yeah. like, a tiny shot. Like, they walk from, like, outside... Yeah, it looked really good, but... it Like, there were palm trees right outside the throne room. <laughs> and, like, I'm I'm from Florida, so it just kind of looked like, like a Best Western pool deck, mm. sort of. <laughs> And, like, and Ned walks from outside with, like, the small folk, goes through one door, and it's it's the, the Iron Throne's, like, right there. <laughs> and that's a yeah. first time seeing was... the Iron Throne, too. Which is... Eh, yeah. There it is. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I don't know what but a yeah, tree looks like. Oh, yeah. It's... They're everywhere. I'm looking at, like, seven right now. Just everywhere I look. The scenic... I'm inside, too. Well, yeah, you are the king looking over... The palm trees directly yeah. outside the throne room. So he's protecting the shit out of those palm trees. <laughs> and uh, what happens? Ned walks in and he sees Jamie. And is it, isn't this different from the book? In the books, um, it's like there's something that no, like this scene doesn't happen at all, as far as I remember. I don't think. So. I mean, I didn't remember it. Yeah, but there's a line where Jamie's like, "Oh, isn't it true what they say? The the king shits and the hand wipes." I, the hand wipes. I thought it was. That's... I thought in the books it was like the king eats and the hand shits. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That's like the only one of the only improvements. Mm-hmm. I think that's like that makes more sense. You know, the king shits and the hand wipes. That makes more sense than the king eats and the hand takes the shit. I think. I don't know. The hand ta- like takes it. Like he steals it. He holds he takes it tight. It and he hides it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ned, also Ned's like looking around the throne room, like he is seeing it for the first time, and I, I was kind of confused, but then I have a thought like he's probably wondering where all the dragon skulls went. Yeah, or just true. Why is no one here? Maybe. Or yeah, that too. 
I was the way I interpreted it was like he walked into the throne room and like it was only Jamie and I thought he was having literal war flashbacks mm-hmm. to like yeah. and like I wrote in my notes like oh this scene makes a lot more sense when you know the backstory and know that Jamie like he walked in on Jamie right after killing Eris and he was like and then he was like and then I mean even in the scene uh, Jamie's like hey uh, remember when I watched your brother and your pa die. And, I, was, uh, I was trying to help you out. And Ned's like, yeah, well, you still shouldn't have killed the king. Like, uh... Yeah, Ned's being a real hard ass. <laughs> Jamie just wants his respect. Yeah, King Slayer. That's how you have to address him at all times. Like, regardless of context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I think we also get to see, like, Ned's guards or whatever. Like, his... Isn't his jury or whoever with him? Uh, I think they left. I think he went in alone, yeah. but they were like in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we, like at the, even like Septimordain was there. Yeah, and then we meet everyone basically, like for the first time. Pretty much. Yeah, Littlefinger, Varys, and Littlefinger oops. like spouts off about some exposition. And I, he just immediately a uh, shit. He's like, "Hello, I'm Littlefinger. I want to fuck your wife." You may know me. That is the man who wants to. That is go. literally ver. It's literally <laughs> verbatim in my notes. It you, says. Do you have the script in right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's nice to meet you. I have a scar from your brother, and I want to fuck your wife. Like, that was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. I hate it. Uh, Renly. I hate it. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> what are you saying about Renly? Is it because he's just. I just have like that oh, I was... opening scene to Dark Knight Rises flashbacks. <laughs> oh yeah, true. It's, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just I noticed that um, Renly gave Ned a hug, and I thought it was interesting that he didn't grab Ned's ass because <laughs> or do the Metal Gear Solid like dick grab and be like, huh? You're not who I thought you were. I know you because yeah, of the game. this is an exposition conversation. Uh. And it's like, don't you know that there's nothing else to you besides your sexual orientation? Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, Eddie, I'm sure I'm sure you have it in your notes, but there was a... There was a slant rhyme version of Winter is Coming in this scene. Uh, first Winter is Coming... There were so many in this episode. I was having a ball. There were quite a few. <laughs> it was like uh, rapid yeah. fire. It was a full smorgasbord. <laughs> I liked it. What did he say? Uh, he said, uh, Winter may be coming, but I'm afraid the same cannot be said for my brother. Ah, of course. I don't like that actor either. I kind of like... Going back and watching everything again, because I, I read the books like after maybe season two or like during... Hmm. Yeah. So, once I read them, the my like image of Renly completely changed, and like physically too. But he's also, I heard some kind of rumor that he's like the only reason the Peach thing didn't happen. What do you mean, like the actor? Really? Yeah, the actor. Like he just hates peaches. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, uh, we got this. We got this great role set up for you. Uh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be part of, like, this noble family, they're, like, trying to get, you know, they're already part of them, but then some stuff happens, and it gets really, okay, okay, so what's, what's, uh, like, 
what's the bad part? Well, there's like this big, like, like your character. He's like, he, he's gay. Oh, okay, yeah, that's no problem. I'm an actor. That's okay. And also, there's a thing with the peach. What the fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> you call George R. R. Martin right now. Fuck his peach. Like, like they could have just made it another fruit. Like they could have just made it a watermelon. They could even have him hold like, <laughs> like. Just take it. Pulls out an entire watermelon and takes a bite from it. You want some watermelon? Yeah. Would you like a bite? Bends down, picks up a giant watermelon, spits the seeds in his face, or even just get a tennis ball and cut yeah. it in green, like CGI the peach in. Yeah. You can CGI full sets of titties and dragons, but a peach is too much. <laughs> anyway. Man, this is season one. They didn't have the, or that was season two, actually. Never, all right, never mind. Whatever. That's neither. That, that's we're jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah. But back at the small council, um, Ned is just super Republican in this episode. I don't know if you guys also got that he's feeling. He's very fiscal but like, conservative. <laughs> he's pissed off at these tax and spend liberals. Mm. Who, like literal fingers, just like we're six million dollars in debt, but this is fine. And and like the greater context seems to be just that Ned is immediately out of place in King's Landing and all that. Mm -hmm. But the greater greater context is that Ned is a Republican. Of course. And, uh, yeah. Just, no. It's not the last time that it... it... I mean, up in the North, things just kind of take care of themselves. Little government makes sense. You don't really have to do much. Do they have money? No, they just have wolves. <laughs> wolves, the, are they on the barter system? Yeah, they just trade a wolf for a, a different wolf. <laughs> it always, yeah. the it, it's a one to one wolf trading system. <laughs> the free market will work itself out. So, yeah, when Ned saw the wolves, he was like, wow, $7. We should keep these. He's <laughs> like, oh, if you raise these, we can turn quite a profit. Yeah. <laughs> These wolves are worth two wolves, though, too, because they're dire wolves. Oh, true. They're the big ones. And, yeah. And, and, uh, what's it? Uh, the idiot, Theon. <laughs> He's just like, I'm, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm, socialism. Yeah, socialism. Money. I'm, I'm cutting this off at the root. Yeah. Because the Greyjoys are just like, the anarcho-capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> like. But they're also the only ones that have democratic elections. True. That is true. That's, yeah. Wow. What a great well, study into the politics of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. Theon is super into Ron Paul. That's all I know. Mm. That's as far as my analysis goes. Legalize it. Like, he still has, like, a busted-ass Ron Paul 2008 bumper sticker on his ship. <laughs> Does he even have a ship? What? Whatever happened to his ship? Yeah, he, he deserves have... a ship. My special baby boy. But just like what's his Theon. ship? Is it uh, Theon and Jane? It's probably like booby clit or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was thinking of just calling it the Theon Greyjoy, but <laughs> that's also a good one. Uh, what happens after this? Like- uh, Cersei's taking care of Joffrey's hand, mm-hmm. and he, she's having like a really optimistic and like maternal, motherly conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
well, one day you and Sansa will have little princes, princes and princesses, and if you want to fuck painted horrors, then you'll fuck painted horrors. Yeah, thanks, Or if you want to lie with yeah. normal versions, like, she's whatever. Really, she's really driving the misogyny into him. And the weird thing yeah. about this is Joffrey, I felt like for this scene, he was like, no, like, they fucked me up super bad. Like, how could that happen to me? Like, I'm I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. It's terrible. And she's like, you're going to be the king. Oh. Like, Cerse- Cersei's literally, like, the the victor's right history, like, just fucking lie and say that you're cool all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cersei the, uh, knows the- so much about, like... Oh well, if you if you go to war, then this will happen. But if you do this, then da da da. Meanwhile, yeah, because oh, let's not spoil anything. But she's not that good at yeah. politicking. Yeah. <laughs> so nope. we we learn that she's trying to like beat the liberal out of Joffrey because he wants to consolidate federal power uh-huh. and increase taxes on the north. Mm-hmm. Two of things that liberals like to do. Yeah. He's also trying. And then. Make, like, a fascist regime with the, you know, single standing army and all this. Everyone pay fealty directly to the king. Fuck liege lords. Liege lords. I did notice something that, uh, Joffrey, I think he just says Kevin. I'm pretty sure. uh, He does. That's not his name. His name is Kevin. I am 100% sure. So, Uncle Kavan. Yeah, don't fuck around. If you're gonna if you're gonna be named Kavan, <laughs> you gotta stick with that shit. You gotta work for it. Uh-huh. Listen, guys, he didn't choose his own name. He for sure as fuck didn't, because he never would. <laughs> uh, what happens? Yeah, then it's like Ned um, and Arya bonding time, right? Well, first they're at uh, well, breakfast. That was like, I totally forgot about the scene and I laughed out loud. Yeah, Arya's stabbing the shit out of the table. She's shanking the shit out of it. <laughs> she's just ruining the props. <laughs> this is where the budget went. Arya's yeah, just destroying right. everything. <laughs> and she's like, practicing? Practicing for who? Your sister? Marin fucking Tran? <laughs> <laughs> oh, immediately. Ready to stab dudes. And when when Arya and Ned are talking, they left out a classic Nedism. I didn't yeah, realize it. One. Yeah, he's like the uh what is it? The the lone wolf. The wind blows and the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Which is such a Ned Stark line, why would you leave that out? It's also really important to Arya because she becomes the lone wolf. The lone wolf, wolf yeah. She's the only one who survives basically. At least from her perspective. Uh-huh. And they also they also both get a winter is coming. Yeah, I think Ned. Too. I think Ned is like Arya. Do you know our words? Yeah, winter is coming, father. That's right. Winter is coming. And yeah, when winter comes. Yeah. Oh my god, they're going all out with it. Arrives. And then and there's there was there was some sweet ass character development which I liked. I liked seeing Ned. Uh, kind of flounder as a maternal figure Mm -hmm. he tries to get Sansa the doll and she's like I'm literally one heartbeat away from being the literal queen and I don't want a doll and we also get Arya saying that she doesn't truly hate Sansa which is great and I support that fully because there's a lot of like Arya and Sansa are polar opposites Mm -hmm. like from analysts who all fight Um, from the professionals yeah I like this scene a lot Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, really. Right. And then after this, we, are, we go back to Winterfell, where Bran is just laying and a crow. Oh, how many eyes? First shot is a crow flying through the window and having to stare down with Bran. Just saying. Why does he? Ha- he has such a huge bed. There is no need for this bed. Yeah. You know what else? There's a old man mentions Duncan the Tall, mm-hmm. which yeah, I yeah. didn't know about at all. Like even after I read the books, until like I heard about the little offshoot novella thing. Yeah, I was. I kind of wanted uh, old man to tell me a story about Duncan Egg because I never read any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, okay, yeah. it's like they're out of print. Yeah. Oh. Well, the other thing is that apparently there's some fan theory that. Uh, she is descended from Duncan the Tall, and then Hodor is, like, one of his her kids or something like that, and that's why he's, like, really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough, actually, to say how tall he was, but if he was Duncan the Tall, it must be... He's, like, 6'7 or something. Uh, yeah, that's a big, big guy. That's all right. And Bran is just, like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> yeah, tell me about... Because old, old man is just... She's just being the fucking worst in this scene. Like the crow calls and she's like, "Don't, don't listen to crows. They're all liars." I know a story about a crow, and it's just like, "Shut the fuck up, old man." <laughs> she's way better yeah, in exposition than Littlefinger. Like I would, I would. She's like, and Bran's like, "I hate stories," and she's like, "I know a story about a boy who hates, who hated stories." Like, oh, and then like, yeah, he fell off if, the tower. <laughs> Like I would, I would leap headfirst out of the broken tower again just to not hear that story. <laughs> it was truly, truly awful. And the camera just keeps like slowly zooming in on his face as he yeah. says. <laughs> I got really sick of that. That's one thing I noticed. Is there is a lot of zoom ins. Yeah, there was, this was a zoom in director. Yeah, it's for drama. But there were things with the director actually- that I liked. Like in that, well, in that Jamie scene, sorry, I just want to mention this because it's pretty sweet. Uh, Jamie, like, in the, whenever Ned stalks off, Jamie turns to watch him go and his, he turns at just the right angle that his sword, like, glints in the sun. It's awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Foreshadowing! What are you going to say, Brooks? Uh, I was. Old man won me over by the end of the scene because I was actually kind of into the tone that it set. Mm-hmm. Like, there, like when she was doing her like spiel about how there were pale spiders big as hounds, which we heard in Hard Home in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like there was horror movie music and like mm-hmm. it was building to a crescendo and it was like really almost unsettling a little bit mm-hmm. if it weren't for like old man being the worst. But it was like really tonally different and it's just like another thing that we would not like see it. in later seasons of the show. And doesn't Rob, and, like, Rob come in? breaks the crescendo and he's like, he's like, fuck off, old man. You're, like, stop being an asshole. Like, old man's teeth are falling and out. And she's like, oh, whatever. Like, That's my old man voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, Bran, you're usually good at climbing. I wish what I was dead. <laughs> I wish I yeah. was dead, Rob. Oh, poor Bran. I didn't, I didn't remember this scene. And I thought... As soon as I saw both Rob and Brian in the same room, I got really excited because there's a really, really good scene. It's one of like the best like Starks supporting each other scenes mm-hmm. from the first book, and it's just like Rob carrying Bran up, like up to his bedroom in the dark, mm-hmm. and like it's really touching. 
and it's just like Bran talking about how he wants to be a knight, and like Rob's like, "Don't worry, when I come back, we're gonna ride up to the wall and see John." And then like Bran notices, like it's dark, but Bran notices that Rob is crying, and they hold hands. It's really sweet. Aww. So it was kind of a nice. Like, we don't ever get that exact scene in the show, but it was still, like, really nice. <laughs> yeah, Bran saying, I wish I was dead. Yeah, yeah. it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And then we go back but to yeah, Bran's landing. not in Dorne. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, as long as it's not that big of a, of a jump, we can accept it. Exactly. <laughs> so we go back to King's Landing, so, and somehow yeah. Catelyn is there already? Yeah. How? She borrowed Littlefinger's uh, expressway. Yeah, this is... It yeah, took, Melisandre steals that same horse later on in the series. Uh, to get back, yeah. But, like, it took them months to get there, and somehow she's... after. It was literally months, three episodes. Yeah, and she gets there in less than one? Come on. And, of course, she's greeted immediately by Littlefinger, who's like, Hello, Catelyn. Welcome to my like, tip well, house. Yeah, welcome to the fuck house. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, like, Littlefinger, during this conversation, is, like, shooing away, like, topless girls who, I guess, like, thought that Littlefinger being insulted was the code to, like, come in and come be sexy. <laughs> like, she's like, you take me for some back alley Sally. And then, like, three ladies come Speaking in and they're like, what do you say, back like, alley Sally? They'll just... They just tumble in. Like, Littlefinger emerges, or Varys emerges from one of the fuck rooms. And he's like, hey... So and he doesn't really say anything of note. I don't think he's just kind of there. And then they but, have, you know, I'm. Gl- what were you gonna say? I, I I don't really know what he was doing there. He's just always like in the shadows as someone else, and until it's time to dramatically reveal himself, like my little birds told right. me everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then they talk about this dagger, and the little figure is just like, oh, this dagger. Is owned by Tyrion. Yeah, he's yeah, such a boner. The small man, the youngest Lannister brother who killed his mother and child. Like, he just keeps going on about Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, little finger. And then an immediate cut to Tyrion's hair. Like, <laughs> it, was a, it was a hard cut. In case you forgot who he is. And they're, they're at the wall, by the way, just like hanging out, like. Tyrion's hanging out with the Lord Commander. Yeah, I miss Gior so much. That's a cool guy. The old bear. Yeah. And you see, we see the, uh, like, Night's Watch guys training, and I don't know if they ever have these on again, but did you notice the, like, training uniforms? Oh, they wear those a lot. Okay, because it looked like, you know, you know the episode of Futurama when they go to the robot planet? Like, of the robots who want to kill all humans? Of course I do. And Fry and Leela dress up like robots? Like, that's what their training outfits look like to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... They're just so boxy, and, like, they can barely move them. But somehow this is how you have to fight. Alistair is just being a... Just a total bastard. I love it. As he as he remains for the rest of forever. Yeah, I thought they were actually gonna do something with like him, like slowly starting to respect John more and like being on his side, but nah. You'd think so. Hmm. That's too creative. And then what happens? Yeah, I like showing off in front of everyone, just being good, and then they all hate him. Yeah, he has like yeah. 
He has like inf- infinite finishers unlocked, <laughs> and he's just like tearing it up. And I, I, it made me appreciate John's arc more because it's kind of a subversion of the whole hero's quest thing because he's like already the best mm. and he's hated because he's too privileged and too talented. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like he's crawling his way up from the bottom and everybody hates him because he's slowing down the night's watch. Like yeah. it's the it's the opposite. And we and go I was like, cool. into Night's Watch classic just murder banter. Murder banter, yeah. yeah. Which is saved by Tyrion because he knows everyone somehow. Well you talk to the old man. Yeah. Yeah. But still He's like, oh, this guy, like, this is Pip, and this is Gren. Is that his name? Does, uh, yeah, Gren, does that blade even have an edge? Like, they're in the training room. It's probably a training knife. Mm-hmm. Was it even, he's, like, holding it to his throat, but it looked blonde. Maybe it's because they're so untrained that they think that's, that's dangerous. Mm. <laughs> like, what training sword <laughs> is a deadly weapon? Hey, you never know. I like the little like the little Night's Watch exposition though, because like oh, yeah. another another thing that I hate about later seasons is just that like secondary characters don't like, get any characters. aren't memorable. Mm-hmm. But, like now we have a distinct class system, and we like, we hear that like Pip stole a wheel of cheese for his starving sister, and that's why he's there. Mm-hmm. But like by season five, I don't feel like I really know any other member of the Night's Watch. So just like going back, it was like oh, I know a little bit more about Gren and Pip now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened to like leathers or like? Uh, satin or... Oh, you know what happened? Um, Ollie. Yeah, they were uh, just kind of all, like, Play-Doh'd together into Ollie. Mm-hmm. Ollie! <laughs> it was like a... It, it, it was a bad experiment. They were like, okay, let's take a little bit of this character, put it, mix, it, mix it with this, oh my god! And then Ollie comes out. This, this did not go as planned. Ollie comes out clutching a bag of potatoes. <laughs> Uh, and then what happened? we go back to uh, King's Landing, where what yeah. doesn't Ned just like beat the shit out of Littlefinger? Well, first Littlefinger's telling Cat, uh, telling Ned that Cat's in Little or er, King's Landing, mm-hmm. and he's just like shouting it in the throne room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your wife is in town. She didn't want anybody to know. There's birds everywhere, but. Uh, I just love how shitty he is about the most mundane things. He's like, oh, your wife is in King's Landing. My wife is in Winterfell. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if only Ned had just choked him to death. And then what happens? They all go to the tit house, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Peter's like, hey, we're here at your wife's house. Boom! And Catelyn's like, I love that he's part. oh, Littlefinger is a brother to me, a friend-zoned fedora-wearing yeah. brother, <laughs> and I trust him always and forever. Like that's how much of a, how bad of a judge of character are you that you trust Littlefinger more than anyone? I literally wrote down in quotation marks, "You're a true friend," and then this kills the Littlefinger. <laughs> Oh, he went to There's, the red. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that um, when Ned turns to Cat, or Cat turns to Ned, and when she's saying that, um, little, it's kind of like blurry, but you can still kind of make out uh, Littlefinger's face, and he literally looks at Cat's ass. 
<laughs> like his eyes, his eyes go from making eye contact with Ned to cat's ass. Uh, nice. And I don't and then remember what happened. He says, this. he says, uh, Littlefinger says that he has a reputation to uphold, like as a slimy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, as uh, our good friend Eman said, or uh, implied at least, is that it's it's different and it's not uh, it's not the Baelish we knew. Mm-hmm. It just because you know the whole thing in the books is that he's yeah. uh, he's unassuming and he's like a lord from a lesser house and he just kind of he built up from nowhere and nobody thinks that he's as like Machiavellian and. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. doesn't have anything going for him at all, so he just has to kick a- kiss ass everywhere. But in the show, it's just like, well, you're a piece of shit, and you bankrupted the realm, but you're uh, you're here, so... Yeah, and he's secretly been stealing from the crown for, like, decades. He rubs two coins together and makes another one appear. Come on. In his own bank. Yeah, that's how it works. And then what, isn't it... After this, it's like it's, Jamie talking to Cersei or something. Yeah. Yeah, a weird scene. Yeah, this is kind of like the beginnings of the terrible... Jamie stuff? Just... They just don't know how the relationship works? Like, I don't even understand. It is... Yeah, it's, like, it's rapey. Mm-hmm. It's the beginnings of that... Yeah, like, it's you Cersei. can make... What? Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, Cersei Go was really down for the loving. Or she was really into the kill everyone on the earth talk. Yeah, she like says no, and then he like starts to whisper in her ear that'll kill everybody on the planet. And she's like, "All right, okay." Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> well, if that's part of the deal. And isn't this when we get the classic line, "The war for Cersei's cunt." Yeah, a great line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. Everyone else has these, like, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives, and the man who swings the sword. And Jamie's, of course, is about vaginas. Vaginas. I had to, I had to lean into it. I, I didn't know if we were, you know. It was a good lean. <laughs> and he gets a slap, and that's it, right? No, he gets a slap, and yeah. then he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after that, Cat. Yeah, yeah, and like Cat's immediately leaving, and she's cosplaying as Mother Teresa. Yeah, this episode—it's like this episode's sad, stark goodbye. Uh huh. Because I'm pretty sure there's been a a minimum of one every episode. Every episode, they're like, "I'll see you soon." I know it to be true, and I'll see you soon. Then. You Starks are hard to kill. I want to see the girls, but I'll see them when I get back. It'll be fun to see them. She didn't didn't care about them at all. Like, how are my daughters doing? No, there's this cool-ass knife. Like, have you seen this? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) See, I like... like they sit like they both kind of talk about how they're like Littlefinger still loves you, and then they just start making out at the thought of that. (laughs) And Roderick is just there also. He's like, he nods in approval, like, hmm, yes. Of well, course. That, I do like that part because he says that line like, and she just looks at him like, "I don't give a shit. I love you," which yeah. is nice. It's heartwarming. Those two actors are great together. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. I just loved the, the non-sexy dialogue that led to it. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> like that. I just want, I want Ned to be as sexy as he is in the books. Yeah, that's like stark, dirty talk. They're like, as soon as I fulfill my duties, I will visit you at my earliest convenience. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that's basically what he said to her after he got her pregnant with Rob, and then yeah, went to fight a rebellion. <laughs> I won't bring any bastards back. That much is true. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so then Robert's talking to Lancel and Paristan about Poontang. <laughs> like, this is immediately where I started thinking, like, where's Robert? And then he shows up there. And yeah. is this the first... At least I thought it was about Poontang. Is this the first Barry the Bold sighting? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. What a great guy. He's a, he's a fantastic man. And this is actually a scene that wasn't in the books, but it's, like, good. In yeah, the this is, like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's my favorite thing about, like, the first season is that they, because, not, I mean, two of the three characters in this scene are eventually point-of-view characters, but not at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not, like, them doing anything out of character. It's just kind of showing things that the books can't because there's a limited amount of point-of-views. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan. And I, I love the misdirection of them talking about, like, oh, I remember my first time. I remember every face that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and it's like, Baristan, what was your first? How did you have your first? And uh-huh. he was like a lance through the heart. Yeah, they're talking about killing and fighting. And I was like, yeah. And, I did, and this, even, like, go ahead. Even, like, Robert kind of gets a moment of character development because we think of him as just like this symbol of debauchery and all that but like he kind of reflects on the horrors of war a little bit mm-hmm. and like how everybody's a coward right before they die and Baristan kind of looks off into the middle distance and it's like really like he's upset by it so then Robert's like let's 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 make fun of Lancel's name a little bit and lighten the air <laughs> I, I just love Robert just trying to get in his like I threw four touchdowns in a game once like <laughs> you uh yeah it's like ah uh... I could have gone pro if I hadn't had that knee injury yeah. in the minors. And then he has one, like, he's like, oh, gods, I was strong then. That's just, like, such a good Robert line. Yeah. Because yeah. that's basically his whole character, like, in one line. I used to be a badass. Yeah. And then they just roast the fuck out of Lancel for no reason. <laughs> well, just Robert does, but... And then he just throws it in his face, in Jamie's face, like, that he's not true to his sister. Yeah. And he calls him in by calling him Kingslayer, which is fun. Yeah, he's the king. Not counting old men, who was your first. Yeah, just for no reason. Just being an asshole. Uh-huh. I love it. And then Jamie Jamie drops the burn them all line. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, maybe there's some more to this Jamie thing that we'll find out later. Yeah. There can't be. He's the bad guy. The Lannisters are bad guys. Come on. Yeah. He's going to align with Viserys and Drogo when they invade at the end of the season. It's going to be terrible. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Hey, speaking of Viserys and Drogo, segues. That's where we we go next. Daenerys is is asking slavery expert Jorah Mormont Uh about slaves. And, And Jorah's like, not only do the Dothraki not have a word for thank you, but they also don't have money. Mm hmm. They don't have anything. They're just like a very abstract people. <laughs> and there is some line. I, someone calls. He's like, "But you are a queen." And she says, "I am not a queen. I am a yeah. Khaleesi." Like that's that, oh, that's what that goodness. that's what that means. Uh, this is where it starts. Why does this is where it why starts? Does she tell them to stop. 
Yeah, right? She says that, and then she... My notes are she literally wanders off because four, four question marks. She just She's looking off into the distance the entire time. Mm-hmm. I know. She's, lit- the- she's looking for a balcony. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> like, and then, like, she goes... Like, she says, I'm not a queen, I'm a Khaleesi. And then she tells everybody to stop, and then she wanders off to, like, look... She, like, she's... She's talking to nobody, and she's then she like finds this open stuff. area. From what I can and she's like happily look in the books. It was because she was just like, like hurting from riding so much or something. Like she just wanted to like, get off the may- horse and like lay down or something. Oh, I thought maybe she just had like book five food poisoning and was like looking for a place to shit. <laughs> no, she, yeah, this didn't. Per- it, it it was weird because she's just like, I'm out of here. I'm just gonna go walk in this little thing right now. But yeah, from what I remember, and then the Viserys f- shows up and she's like, "Whoa, somebody came after me after yeah, the Khaleesi left for no reason." Like, I I just love Viserys trying to do his whole "I'm the dragon" thing and just getting shit on yeah. <laughs> by everyone. Yeah, he like tries to like he tries to badassly cut through some like bamboo on the way on like the way in. He's like, "You bitch!" and he tries to like cut through and it just kind of like limply goes off to the side. Mm-hmm. It's great. And what's the Dothraki guy's name, Ricaro? Is that it? Ricaro, yeah. 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 Just... He, knows, he knows just enough of the common tongue to sass. They do that a lot in this season, at least. It happens again later on, of the Dothraki just knowing enough to get a sick one-liner in. Yeah. Yeah, just get their shit in. <laughs> like, they only, they learn the common tongue through 80s action movies or something, because they can yeah. only say awesome shit in English. Well, they, they only talk to Jorah, so, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much, True. yeah. He's That's like choking him with the whip. Oh no! Stop! And just him squirming. It's just anytime he gets he <laughs> something bad happens to him, it makes me so happy. Just wow, a bad character facing like consequences for what they're doing. How refreshing! He was a kid all alone running through the eastern cities. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was a total ass. <laughs> but, you know, it's not entirely his fault. And did they explain this after that, like, because Ricardo, he's like, no, you walk. Like, did they get that hammered in that that's a terrible thing? Like, that's the yeah. worst thing that can- I think that comes later when they're, like, pillaging the Lazarine and the one guy follows behind them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the wine cellar. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I think Spoilers. Spoilers. I because the way it seems is it's just like a punishment, not like to also disgrace him. You know. Yeah. Well, they never yeah. put him in a, into a cart, so. Yeah, they're a very horsey people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think that's what they. I think that's what Jorah tells Danny. <laughs> they're very horsey. They just those guys just love horsing around. If you. Uh, yeah. Know what I mean. They do in the. They're like, just having a little bit of horseplay. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the later episodes, they do say like forty times that a cow who can't ride isn't a cow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess so. Where do we go after this? Castle Black. Castle Black. And uh, he, John, goes for a, for a long walk to go hug Benjen. Mm-hmm. He's walking for like a minute and a half. Well, it it is on top, the very top of the wall, like. Well, like, even before he gets into the lift, mm-hmm. and we see some people shoveling. Oh, yeah, that's true. We see, 
the, I see the people shoveling, and all I can think of is that scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, whenever they're, like, riding through that town. It's not even a town. It's just a bunch of people, like, digging in the dirt with their hands. That's basically what the Night's Watch is at this point, yeah. digging in the dirt with their hands. Oh, he must be a king when Stannis runs through. How'd you know that? He hasn't got shit all over him. <laughs> and I, I just imagine this is where Benjen is forever. Just on the top of the wall. Yeah, when I find s- him. When Benjen came on camera, I was like, oh my god, it's fucking Benjen. And then I remembered that he's been in every episode so far. <laughs> just like, I'm so trained. <laughs> and it's weird. Benjen actually kind of looks like a wolf. Benjen is such a good looking man. He is. He looks real cool. He looks like uh, like a uh, what's it called? He looks like a first man. Yeah, like when if you said, "Hey, we need to cast the first ranger of the Night's Watch," like that's exactly the guy I would have picked. I mean, like the yeah. the race, the first man. Oh, oh, of, of, like a caveman. Uh huh. It's awesome. But yeah, that gotcha. too. <laughs> um. My the thing that stuck out to me most in the scene is that you can really tell that both Benjamin and John's actors have been getting the same voice direction because if you closed your eyes you would not be able to tell who was talking. They both do the, they both do the John Snow thing where they put all of their emphasis on the last syllable. Like they're both just like my job's out there. I've heard disturbing reports. I'm a man of the night's watch now. I'll speak when I return. <laughs> and John John learned that's his like first lesson about privilege yeah. from, from Uncle Benjamin. Yeah. It's like, here, a man works for what he earns. There is no no lords. There, there's no handouts here. Better than no one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That does, and then he's like, we'll, we'll talk as soon as I get back, and then he does a gainer off the wall and lands on, and like does a handspring and lands on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> off the, the, the top of the wall. He falls for yeah. another minute. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, better than no one backflip off the wall. <laughs> Parkour! Here, here a man gets what he gets. When he earns it, by doing a sick kickflip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we all work for, we all, we all earn what we work for. Check out this sick flip. <laughs> and Tarion's there, he's like, oh, it's nice. He just holds up, like, at 9.5. <laughs> Was he? Did he like arrive after to talk to John or? That's a later. Yeah, scene. later. P scene was later. Okay. Yeah. What happens next? We go back. Yeah, up to, next uh, is Yorin and Tyrion are having a chat, and we get major foreshadowing for Tyene Sand in season five. What? Because Yorin's like, what's? Yeah, right. Yorin says, "What's the strangest thing you've eaten?" And Tyrion's like, "Do Dornish girls count?" <laughs> so we already we already know that the Dornish girls have that bad pussy. Fuck <laughs> you! I didn't write it. I didn't write this shit. <laughs> I'm consuming it like Dornish girls. <laughs> you want a good girl, but you need that bad pussy. <laughs> just every time but I say that lines, I just collapse into myself. That's that's not me doing a bad accent. That's just my like organs failing. <laughs> yeah, I feel that a lot. <laughs> what happens if like they're just all hanging out here drinking? 
right? This yes. is a good scene. I, yeah. I actually really liked this scene mm-hmm. because everyone's pretty much in character. Yeah, and we um, get some nice dialogue. I, I thought it was Tyrion's trying to assess Benjen. Benjen yeah. just doesn't give a shit. Knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and tells him it's straight the whole time. Yeah, there's there's a line that plays into if we have time for uh, Brooks's weekly theory hour. There's a line that kind of yeah, uh, plays into one of my theories. We can do that. Um, but there, Tyrion, Tyrion's like, I don't believe that giants and ghouls and White Walkers are lurking beyond the wall. And like, spoilers. At this point, we've seen all three of those things <laughs> technically yeah. beyond the wall. We've seen giants. I mean, if you count ghosts, then like you've seen that behind beyond the wall and White Walkers. Mm-hmm. So like, and then eventually, you know, Tyrion does become more receptive to the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And also, Benjen is like pro wildling humanity, which is neat. Yeah, like, he kind of does the like the same the wall. Yeah, it's like the same speech that John gives people later, where he's like, "We we might be their enemy, but we need them when the real fight begins." Mm-hmm. Does he say that? There was there was something that sounded very much like. Hard I mean, he definitely John. says like, "Yeah, I'm not really afraid of wildlings. Like, I know how to track them. I know how to kill them. But like, they aren't the big. They aren't. Yeah, they're they like they're the not the real threat." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, what's Urine? Urine. Urine. <laughs> That's his name, right? Yeah, Urine. He's like, I gotta go find dudes. And Tyrion's like, oh, come with me. We'll stay at the best places. Like, I know where all the dudes are. <laughs> nice, thanks. Like, he's not just. Not all the Lannisters. Not all Lannisters are assholes. He's just like, yeah, I got tons of money, so, like, hang out with me yeah. for a while. And, and then in the next scene, Tyrion's like, there's only, like, one bed on the way from here to King's Landing. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Hashtag not all Lannisters. Mm. Yeah, that's ba- that's basically show Tyrion in a nutshell, honestly. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> and like he's he's a gentleman to all of like the sex slaves and everything, and it's it's very far removed from from uh, Tyrion. Because yeah, like if anything, he's kind of the main character, like, or at least one of the three, maybe. Like oh yeah, in the last yeah. season at least. So yeah. Anyway, we go back to uh, the Dothraki people with more Daenerys staring. Yeah. She's oh learning Dothraki and also that she's pregnant immediately. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. I like, I hate the Dothraki um, stuff. But I did like that where we maiden with her. She just, doesn't she just like grab a titty? She's like, hey, do you yeah. know? Hey, let me feel this. Yeah, she's like, this, this is, is a big titty. I think you got a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This isn't the usual solid handful of titty that I usually grab. <laughs> By the way, it's definitely a boy. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, um, there were subtitles in this in the Dothraki scenes, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, because Tora's the... Stru- talking to Ricaro. Yeah, because the, the, um, the HBO Go that I was watching didn't have subtitles. So there was and I remember- nothing there. Yeah, like, the original time I watched, I remember there being subtitles for, like, every scene. But I remember I read that, like, I on, like, the, A Song of Ice and Fire, like, Reddit or something, mm-hmm. there was, like, this story about how this person watched all of the Dothraki scenes without subtitles, just thinking that, like, you were supposed to pick up on, like, from nonverbals what they were talking about. <laughs> and that's how that's what I had to do this episode. Uh-huh. And you can't fucking do that. Yeah. Well, because I, mean, I have the legitimate version. 
So I'll let you, uh, you thievers in. It's basically him and Jordan talking about, like, oh, I use this sword because it's good for piercing armor. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're just talking about talks about stuff. weapons and dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just having a bro talk. And then... And then somebody like tells Jorah that Danny's pregnant, and he gets all like sad and flaccid about it. And... He says, "I have to go be suspicious." Yeah, I have to go to Kohor to like. I don't even remember why he goes. To, why he wants to go to Kohor? He has to tell uh, the spider that she's pregnant. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Man, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. What a shitty co-host I am. Which it wouldn't like at the first time. Oh, yeah, Because you just think, like, oh, he likes her, and he's upset that she's with child. But. I didn't even get that much from it whenever, I, like, I first watched this show mm-hmm. without knowing what the fuck I was looking at. Yeah, I didn't understand, like, anything until episode four, so I'm still kind of in the zone where I'm, like, understanding these scenes for the first time. Mm-hmm. I really like the Dothraki just bickering. Just, like, if you have any kind of, like... European grandmother. Mm-hmm. You'll just yeah. be at home listening to this sort of thing. <laughs> like this exact. She doesn't. Just, she, doesn't she doesn't want. She doesn't want horse. Oh, go get a rabbit. Have you seen any rabbits? Yeah. No rabbits. No goats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The Khaleesi won't eat a dog. Come on. Do you have eyes in your head, woman? <laughs> uh. Yeah, and that's it. For them, this episode, I think so. Well, have... well, there's a there's a there's a cuddle scene. Oh yeah, she's like, it's a boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, first what happens is uh, Tyrion, uh, Aemon, and uh, Gior talk to Tyrion about trying to get help for the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Aemon says like all the like spooky uh, winter shit. Yeah, Aemon's kind of and... like being a hard ass. Yeah, yeah, he's like, and he says, God's help us all if uh, we're not ready when they come. And then it quick cuts to Danny's eggs. Ooh. Just before we move on to this, I have to get my uh, count in. Uh, Eamon does say winter is coming. Really? Certainly does. He says uh, all the Starks are right, eventually winter is coming. Which makes it the sixth winter is coming for the season. Oh my goodness, I love it. Mm. Wow. For the season or the episode? Um, I think it's for the season. There are four in this episode, I think. Oh, okay. That's about a, that's a winner is coming every 30 minutes so far. That's not bad. Yeah. That's amazing. Good record. And the other thing about that scene that was kind of strange to me is that we see that John is buddy-buddy with all of his Night's Watch bros immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, he looks at Tyrion and Tyrion nods, so, like, I guess they're all just kind of, like, fake-liking him so that Tyrion doesn't have them beheaded. <laughs> I guess. And but, like, Ren seems genuinely happy. Even if they were being appreciative of his tips, that he's just like, hey, uh, don't move that much. Or move more. Uh, also, like, also move more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, I never... Wow. Oh, this dude's well, the on, fucking I mean, best. <laughs> Gren is just a butterball. He'll, he'll, he doesn't, doesn't take much for him to warm up to somebody. Mm. He's a nice guy, okay? <laughs> And Pip like just Grin. goes along with whatever. Yeah. What's his, what's his full name? Like, Pipperoonie? Is that... It's, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Pipperoonie. It, it's like it's Piper. Peregrine. It's like P-Y-P-A-R. Uh-huh. 
Pepperoni. I'm going to name my son Pepperoni, and no one's going to stop me. Hey, you can just call him Pip for short. It's been done before. And then we go to Tyrion with this donger out on the uh, top of the wall. He's doing a pee. Yep. Nice. Peter. D- I mean, that's the whole reason he came up there. We're like, Peter. Ooh, Peter, got Peter him. Dinklage taking a little tinklage. Oh. Ooh, nice. Well, we have to workshop that one. It'll. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Stay tuned until the next episode. By episode seven, we'll have a good Peter Dinklage is taking a pee jug. How many peas do we see him take, like, throughout that series? I can think of at least three. When are the other ones? There's this one. Mm-hmm. There's the one he's doing whenever uh, Jorah snatches him up. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Uh, I totally had a third one. I don't know. I just feel like they... For as much as he talks about his wiener, there's got to be more than two. Yeah. The only other one I could think of is that it's in, like, the first episode when he's getting, like, a blowy, and I hope he isn't peeing then. Oh. But maybe it's just another Tyrion dick thing. Yeah. I, I mean, he probably peed off screen because, dear listeners, <laughs> you should do that afterwards because it prevents urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. Thanks always, for listening. Always make sure. Yeah. Hey, we talk about a lot more then on this very special episode of yeah. Post Game of Thrones. For your health. <laughs> UTIs and what you can do to prevent them. Yeah. And then they're just like friends now, right? Not Tyrion yeah, and just Dick, like... they're always friends, but... Oh yeah, they're good friends. John and... Um, and then he's like, I'll tell Bran that you miss him, alright? Deuces. Mm-hmm. He didn't give him a, I'll see you again soon, though, right? Yeah, so that means they're gonna see each other next episode. Uh-huh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to see my favorite special Bravo Sea Water Dancer. A beautiful cinnamon roll. My Jeez. beautiful cinnamon <laughs> roll. Too pure. Just so. Cinnamon Forel. <laughs> cinnamon Ferrol. <laughs> He's got the craziest eyes. Yeah. He's got them eyes. He's seen a lot of I, things being the, I, the first... I read last night... Sword, whatever. When I was reading about this episode, because bec- in the book, Serio is bald. Mm-hmm. But, like, that Serio just got to set and they were going to ask him to shave, but they were just like, nope, he's perfect. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I love it, and I love him, and this scene is just so nice mm-hmm. for me. Like, I yeah, Most of my notes are just, like, for this are just, like, it's just, like all exclamation points and it's just it's fun and it's vibrant and it's bright and it's positive and it's a good thing happening to a character that we all like Mm -hmm. and it's like a a minor character who's memorable and charismatic it's so much fun just so just so he says just so but it does it does end on kind of a downer note it lands it's really i didn't know i didn't remember that ending at all the first time through and Mm -hmm. like i had to rewatch it a couple times the, the audio kind of sneaks up on you. That's actually nice sound design. Yeah, like at first, you know, Ned's smiling and watching, and then Arya, like, gets quote-unquote stabbed in the oh, stomach. Yeah. yeah, and then he starts to hear, like, clanging of metal and shouting, and then he, like, loses his smile. 
And like that could mean a number of things. Do you remember when Ned Stark lost his smile? Uh, Survivor Series 1990. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this was like an interesting thing to end the episode on. But does he ever? Does this ever come up again? Like Ned's PTSD. I think PTSD? it was just like a thematic thing yeah. where like he's teaching his daughter. Just like, like it's all fun in games now, but war is hell in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to wring meaning out of it, it made me think of, like, maybe the Tower of Joy and Liana, just because it was, like... Because Arya gets compared to Liana in the books a lot, the way that she looks. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, uh, stabbed yeah. in the stomach, so maybe oh, that would be yeah. like the kind of blood thing. Mm-hmm. You're that was right. just... I don't... I, yeah. So that was just, like, if I could, like, try to connect A to B. Well, that actually does make sense, because uh, if some crazy fan theories are to be believed, the uh, Night of the Laughing Tree was yeah. Liana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she's, like, not, you know... We hear, sh- we hear shouting, but we don't hear, like, for the spooky starry night. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. it's it's left up in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and something I just wrote down here is I wonder what accent he's doing. Like, is he What's, trying to do yeah. it? Or is this, like, a real-life accent? And is this... Congruous with later Bravosi talking. I fucking wish that Jack and Hagar talked like Serio. I know. <laughs> uh, saying just so is a lot cooler than saying a man. Yeah. If we're ranking weird, like, catchphrases. Well, Jack and I think he says, maybe he says just so. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like I, I, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it might. I mean, happen. if we're talking about book Jack, and he says it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. Okay, in the book. In the book. Yeah, because that—that's kind of like when people think that Serio is Jack in, mm-hmm. right. uh, or that Serio is like the kindly man or whatever. That's kind of like one of the big points of evidence is that when I was looking up crazy fan theories for this episode, that was one of them. Because I was that, also uh, thinking, not doing, like, but, maybe yeah. that's just a, a Bravosi saying, but like, how many Bravosi people do we actually come across that speak? Yeah, yeah. They're usually just like shouting about seafood and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's this episode. Darn, darn, darn. It was okay. Like not, not that episode. much happened on the in the overall scheme of things. But it was it was all right. It was a nice little. I'm still it's enjoying. Nice build up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I still have the novelty of watching like the baby versions of my characters mm-hmm. and just like, and I, you know, I've, if you, if you've been listening to the episode and you haven't just jumped to this point there, there were also like little bits of character development that I still appreciated. So, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of real stabbing, mm-hmm. but, uh, there was, you know, it gave humanity to these second to, to like Robert and to the brothers of the night's watch. Mm-hmm. And it made, it made the jobs of podcasters like us easier. <laughs> And I feel like after this episode, start like starting with the next one, each episode has one like big memorable moment at least. Yeah, yeah. Like so. this one ended on a good one, but it's not like overall a big memorable moment. You know, like when it came up, I was like, "Oh yeah, this." But I, to be fair, I wasn't waiting for it. Like, oh man, I can't wait until Arya has her first dancing lesson. You know. Yeah. Like it was nice, but. 
Like, I actually forgot that this was the episode where Sirio showed up, and then, like, right at the very end, I was just like, ooh, because I recognized the room. Yeah, because I was trying but, to remember, yeah, I was like, I, it doesn't I end with Tyrion peeing. <laughs> like, yeah, it has to be something after that. And there was, and it was great. Just so. And, uh, yeah, that's, Just so. that's this episode. Shall we move on to... What are we moving on to? Are we going to do uh, questions, or are we going to do Brooke's weird thing? I mean, I, I could pop in with uh, some hot, with a hot theory. Hey, we, well, we only have one question, and it might kind of uh, go hand in hand. Synergy! Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. So, if you want to send a question, you can send us an ask on our Tumblr at postgameofthrones.tumblr.com or to the email postgot at gmail.com. And this week we only have one question, but it's from Tumblr user Spooky Daughter, who asks, What are your favorite prophecies, or who are your favorite prophets? Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is actually... Uh, very relevant to me. Yeah. Uh, because my girlfriend is going through uh, a storm of swords right now, mm-hmm. and like, uh, and like occasionally, like I'll like read chapters to her or something like that because they're big fucking books, mm-hmm. and like to just like keep her motivated so that I can get through, uh, to get her to like a feast for crows, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But um, like we, I I read her like the House of the Undying scene, and like every, like I fucking hate. The show version of the House of the Undying. Yeah, but it's it's a garbage pile, and we'll talk about that in like three months. From what I remember, but, it's just them like look at all this weird shit and like net. Where are my dragons? In the show, it's and, just like oh, we're planning a coup for no reason, and then yeah, it was poo poo diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like she saw Drogo and like a baby, and like there were the. The Red Keep was there. It sucked. Mm. But, uh, in, like, it's, like, three packed pages of just, like, this is what happens to Rob, and this is what happens to John, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is what happens to everybody. And, like, and also, I'm a really big fan of the Ghost of High Heart, which, uh, me and my GF have just recently got to. Because there's a lot of stuff about Balin Greyjoy, which haven't even happened in the show yet. Mm. And, uh... And also Rob. There's a lot about Rob. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say the Ghost of High Heart and uh, the House of the Undying are my favorite prophecies. The Ghost of High Heart is awesome, not even just because of the prophecies, because, like, it's nothing crazy. It's just, like, foreshadowing that you'll only pick up on the next time. It's nothing, like, that you have to puzzle out. I mean, like, maybe some people would put it together, like, it would give you, like, a kind of weird feeling in the back of your head as you're reading. But anyway, what I really like her for is just the world building. It's, like, super, just, like, atmospheric, I guess. It's just like, yeah, hey, we're hanging out with, like, the band of brothers, just chilling, and here's this, we're kind of climb up this creepy hill where a little old hag lives, and she tells you creepy shit if you sing to her. I'm- like... You know, I'm trying to think of of prophets that I don't like, and I love all of them so much. My favorite ones are kind of, I would guess, the ones that have already had some truth to them. Because, like, if you think about the super vague ones, you can really make any character make enough sense for it. Yes. So the ones I like is, like, Maggie the Frog. Just because, love Maggie the Frog. Just because it's like, so all the stuff she said has mostly come true already. 
And also, like, all of your children will die, but how will that happen? And also, who is the Valonqar, you know? Yeah, you could, good... The Valonqar... Yeah. You, could, you could definitely that's make the... a case for most characters. Yeah, but that, the thing is, like, that's definitely going to happen, because all of the other stuff has been proven. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another one is from uh, Quaith, when... She's like, oh, beware the mummer's dragon and, like, the lion and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the sun's sun. Yeah, because most of those you could find, like, oh, the mummer's dragon, yeah. that's probably, like, the fake Aegon. And the griffin is John yeah. Connington or whatever. But who is the perfumed Seneschal? Like, we don't know that yet. Yeah. So Don't worry, show watchers, this isn't in the show at all. Yeah, none of this matters <laughs> to anyone who's not reading the book, so... Yeah, because, like, I'm so into the prophecies in the books, and they're just like, this shit, get it out of here. Mm-hmm. And... Prophecies are for 8th grade book reports. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Which, I just love that. I was like, what? oh, I really like this prophecy because of this, and the one interesting part that we don't know yet, and of course, that's the part that's left out of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything else is in it, but the one part that's a mystery. Yeah, whatever. Just leave it out. Screw that part. Mm-hmm. The game bowl is trash. No, it's awesome. I love it. <sighs> no, I do. I think I saw something on is like HBO uh, store or whatever that there was basically a glass bowl with the Clegane uh, dogs no on way. it. No way! I'll try to look for it, but it was like, yeah. A literal Clegane, a literal Clegane bowl. I'll look for it now. That's amazing. There's been things like, uh, I think it was, uh, what's the actress's name who plays Cersei? Uh, Lena Headey? Yeah, didn't she like put like a heart made out of stones on her like a picture of that. Yeah, she person. did. Well, that yeah, on happened. her Instagram. So. Yeah. What did she do? So. I was too busy looking for the actual Clegane Bowl. She, uh, on her Instagram, Lena Hetty posted, like, a couple years ago, while, like, during the filming of probably season three or four, and it was a, just like a heart shape made out of stones. A literal stone heart. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, fucking shit. And, uh... <laughs> Nothing came of that. Yeah, nothing happened. Season 8, like, everything will be, like, finished, and then it'll happen. And she'll just be like, I want to kill some people. And the the White Walkers will just be like, we care, we conquered Planetos. Go away. Alright, this Clegane will must have been fake then. Because they have these, like, Uh, glass, kind of, pint glasses with, like, sigils on them. They're just capitalizing. Yeah. Um, Do they just have, like, the shitty main houses? Because that makes me so mad. Yeah, that's it. As a bannerman of, like, House Martell, like, I hate that it's always just uh, Stark, Lannister, Baratheon, Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever the fucking other one is. I don't know, there's some other houses. Oh, okay, I found it. It's a shot glass. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. That's a... What were you saying, though? I just hate how the direwolf looks on the flags. It's like got you don't like the, you don't. It, just the design looks stupid. It's got like it looks like a fish with a horse head. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird male instead of fur. Yeah, at least I it like doesn't in the... look like the uh, images on the wiki. All the clip art. Yeah, <laughs> I like in the glossaries in the back of the books. It's just like a shitty four-year-old like outline of a wolf. 
And it's the same thing for like all the lions. It's just like baby's first lion. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of looks like like Rafiki's Simba drawing or whatever the fuck from the Lion King. <laughs> well, that's like uh, I was watching some interview with Gurm about like and he was got a question about the maps, like when he made them, if it was like during or after, before. And he was like, I basically just drew them myself because whenever you have all these cities, you need to know where things are. So that's why they just look like, the continents just look like boxes. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the same thing with the sigils. Yeah. He's just just in his basement making all this stuff up. Just like, oh, fuck, I gotta make a map too? All right. (laughs) So, Brooks, do you have your... uh... Hot take of the week, or oh, you're damn, you're darn tootin'. Okay. Um. Okay. So I was, uh, I knew that this episode was where Sirio was introduced. So I was looking into some Sirio theories, but a lot of them have to do with what happens to Sirio in later episodes. Um. So I was actually, uh, I was inspired by another character that we're introduced uh, to in this episode, uh, Varys. Mm-hmm. And um, Varys better not you, be Sirio. I don't know. Oh no, he's. I mean, uh, who am I to say? But that's not what we're what we're working on this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually that he wargs into Syria. Ah, I see. Uh, actually, and we someone somewhere just got a bingo. <laughs> um, are you familiar with the all but confirmed theory that Varys is a Merling? No. <laughs> well, I've got good oh fucking news. <laughs> all right, go for it. Give, there give is us a rundown. Oh, I have a fucking five-paragraph essay for you. I said rundown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this for, is a, for, for, for his theories, that's exactly what we're going to get. By my standards, this is a rundown. Uh, feel free to, like, uh, pop in uh, when you're convinced, maybe. Or just, like, if you have... If you f- happen to find a microscopic hole in this airtight theory. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, in the books... Uh, convinced. There are people in Lannister... <laughs> There are people in Lannisport and Old Town that claim to have seen Merlings. All right, so you know that's legendary. But um, in this episode, let me uh, get my uh, Tyrion says, and the fishermen of Lannisport see, say they see mermaids. Yeah. As he's talking about other fantastical creatures that we that we have actually seen mm-hmm. by season five. But that, if you're not convinced, that's okay. Um. Because uh, there's this legend about the Iron Islands, uh, they, the sea stone chair, it said, was already on the Iron Islands when the first men arrived. Mm-hmm. And, the, this, and it, it is made of a strange black oily stone that's found all around the world, but nobody knows where it's from. Um, there's also the Winged Knight of the Vale is said to have befriended giants and merlings. We know the giants are real. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little background about the history of merlings. Um, and we don't really know anything about Varys. Why would he be a Merling? Stay tuned. Um, so so we, we, know, we know a little bit about his childhood, but he's a fucking liar, so you know it's, it's hard to say what's, what's true and what's not. Um, we know that he has a bed in his He doesn't have a bed. He just has a stone slab that he uses as a secret passageway, right? Yeah. Well, that's because he doesn't fucking sleep on that stone slab. He sleeps in his bath because he's a fish. <laughs> or he doesn't sleep. I don't know if Merlings sleep or not. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's bald and he's described as like slimy, like exactly how you'd expect a fish to look. So, uh, more textual evidence. 
uh, in a clash of kings, uh, Tyrion and Varys are on a ship, and Tyrion threatens to throw Varys off. Um, and uh, Merlings can swim, FYI. And, and it, uh, it fits. It fits. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I'm going to throw you off the ship. And then Varys is like, you might be disappointed by the result. I keep on paddling. So, that's just a little, like, wink at you. That's not the full evidence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we, we think that Varys is a eunuch, meaning that he doesn't have no dick and balls. And uh, that may be true. It may be true that the guy that cut off his dick and balls threw it into the fire t- in, like, some kind of merling ritual to turn him into a merling. Mm-hmm. Um... But in any case, it's a way to stop people from interest in his lower half and to, like, wonder why he doesn't – like, nobody will wonder why he doesn't have any intimate relationships. And it's not it, – Right. It may, it may also be where his gills are. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you, E-Man. Mm-hmm. And no one, need, no one like, needs to look at his feet, his thighs, or junk or anything like that. And that's why he always is wearing these long flowing robes and sliding across the floor so gracefully. It's because he has fins. It's all fishtail, top to bottom. So he can walk with and, his um, fish fin tail? He's got a really I mean, that's how it... That, I mean, that's the most reasonable option. Um, and the story of his castration, allegedly, happened in Mur. So, uh... So it was... You could say that it was done by a man in Mur or a merman. Wait, isn't Mur spelled M-Y-R? Is it the same it word? Is. That's, the, it that's is. somehow the biggest stretch in all of this. Is that the same root word? No. Um, no. Well, no. Anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, Illyrio is described similarly as a fat man in robes, etc., etc. And in Game of Thrones, uh, I think it'll happen in the next episode, Arya overhears a conversation between them. Uh, and they're two, they're two big dudes. They're not in really great shape. So, wh- And we learn in the books that this is a really difficult-to-reach location. Arya is, like, running through shit and swimming through shit and, like, all this to get to this place. So how would these guys get there except, like, we know that Arya had to swim through sewers into a river to get out of there. That's a really fucking hard place to get if you're not a fucking fish. So Varys has passages, though. He does, but we they could be full of water. <laughs> okay. Um, and we know that we King's Landing has we, a series of yeah, waterways. We, we don't know for sure that they're not secret water passages. Yeah, and there's also a, a third fat man, uh, Wyman Manderley, who we don't we probably won't meet in the show. We might meet him in season six, but it's, I think it's doubtful at best. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, a, he's a fat man. We know that much. We know that he has a taste for human flesh, if you believe in the Frey Pie theory, which... I don't know if you guys know that one. We could save that one for another week. I mean, um, that one's basically confirmed. Yeah, I would think so. And his sigil is a merling. Interesting. Yeah, I so, think called, like, uh, or the merling king or whatever. That's the yeah. deal. So this is where we kind of get to the, to the, the big climax of it. Um, we know that in the show, Illyrio and Varys are Daenerys supporters through and through. They've been supporting her. Since episode one, like they they center the dragon eggs, they want the dragons to be hatched. They want them to end winter and bring a long summer. Why the fuck would they want that except to melt all the ice and raise the sea levels? Because confirmed that would give merlings that would give merlings more space. That would give them access to the sea stone chair. That since. Since winter came and and lowered the sea levels, they don't have access to that chair anymore. That's Confirmed. why it's in the Iron Islands Confirmed. now. Confirmed. And 
So we know that since we know that the sea levels sea levels are, are unnaturally low, we, and we know that Westeros isn't a particularly mountainous region. So if Westeros is flooded, many people are going to die. But if you think about it, who in Westeros would survive major flooding? There's only really one place, in my opinion, that comes to mind, and that's that would have to be somebody who holds land at high elevation, like I don't know, the Eyrie mm-hmm. and Littlefinger, perhaps. Perhaps Littlefinger in the Vale would be the only person in Westeros safe from the cannibalistic Merlings. And when you look at his ship, this is the final button on this theory. The name of Littlefinger's ship is the Merling King. Are working together to flood Westeros with Daenerys' dragons, and Littlefinger is going to be their king. Holy fuck, dude. That's. We've been thinking about White Walkers this whole time. And we haven't even stopped to I consider know. the secret Merlings. I know. There's a... It's a... You know, they said they say the same thing about dragons. They're like, this is... I know it's a fantasy world, but there's no dragons. There's no magic. There's no White Walkers. So, who's to say that Varys ain't a big old fish boy? If I ever come in contact with George R.R. Martin... In life, or at like an event, or a Q and A, that's or in hell, or in hell, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna ask: Is Varys a Merling? He's gonna be like, yeah, but none of that other shit was true. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna ask. I'm just gonna say he's gonna be like, are there any questions? And I'm just gonna say, my friend Brooks told me that Varys is a Merling, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna walk up to him. I'm like, I'm gonna like hop up to him at Comic Con in my Varys Merling outfit. <laughs> And he's gonna be like, "Oh shit! I can just stop writing right now. Please finish the books for me because you get it." He just he sees you across the hall and just starts sweating and like tries not to make eye contact. Oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, I've got a theory. Okay. Got more theory hour to spend. This one's a lot simpler, and I was thinking about it a lot during this episode because we're hanging out with Benjamin. There's a lot of talk of. Uh, grumpkins and snarks and stuff. And, um... The whole, like... You guys know about how the, like, Night's King was probably a Stark. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just because, why would he be on anyone else? Um, the... It's... I don't know if this theory is, like even taken hold many places, but it's basically, the title is just snark, Snarks equals Starks. <laughs> and, uh, Whoa, holy shit. Oh my god. I'm sold. <laughs> that's it. As long as a theory has an equal sign in it, like, that's it. Confirmed. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole thing is basically just that uh, whenever the Night's King took his his other wife to bed they had many children and all this and those became the rulers that you know they became the successors and just went live normal lives as storks so like the whole like just basically that the others uh are only coming down to westeros because the starks are in trouble and they're gonna fuck everything up until they uh get their cousins back in the north and safe. What could go wrong? <laughs> Airtight. Yeah, that's good shit. 
if you have a very uh, reputable theory that you'd like to share <laughs> on our insane we'd, we'd podcast. We'd prefer either rhyming or warging, preferably, so your, should be your involved. So theory has in to have capacity. rhyming, it has to involve warging, or the, t- the title of the theory has to have an equal sign in it. So it, you know, yeah. I've got a warging one. Uh, Lay it on me, motherfucker, <laughs> let's go. It doesn't really, like, affect anything as far as plot, but, uh... Oh, good. Because it's already concluded, basically. Uh, it's just the idea that, uh... We've already seen Howland Reed, and... Uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Jojen. Like, he... he, Yeah. He warged into his own son. (laughs) Oh, shit! Thanks for listening. (laughs) Because they're always talking about how Jojen has, like, really cold, like, old man eyes, and, like... Oh my god, because it's an actual old man in there. Yeah. Holy shit. If you want to send an email, send it to post... <laughs> at gmail.com or Tumblr postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Leave a review Jojen on iTunes. Jojen almost rhymes. No! <laughs> it's a slant rhyme. <laughs> Uh, if... Let's end this. We have to stop. It's merely plausible. <laughs> I really want to stop right now, but it's only customary that we do our outro. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Brock Tringle. Who else is here? <laughs> Who have I been talking to this past hour and a half? <laughs> Is everyone else also a merman? Is this real? I'm not here to judge. Listen, every person in Westeros is just one faceless man with a time machine. We're all part of one race. The Merling race. (laughs) Everyone say your so we can end this. uh, Hi, I'm Brooks. Thanks thanks for listening. Um, Send your bullshit to me. Uh, or us, whichever. Um, Sirius Jones on Tumblr. Brooks has an out on Twitter. Um, get at me. Hit me with your hot shit, motherfucker. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm Emmanuel. I am not normally on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Tumblr is cheese art, uh, and you spell cheese like C H E A S E, and then art. And uh. I basically just post drawings and paintings and shit. So, yeah. Thanks for Good having shit. me on, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. Who is still listening to this? Me. <laughs> well, other than us who have been forced. Other than me who's been forced. Everyone else is having a great time. We're having fun. I'm having fun. This is... I don't remember what fun is. <laughs> Da 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 da